The most fundamental concept in linguistics is signifier plus signified equals sign. A sound or a symbol gets attached to an object, a characteristic, or an idea, and becomes a part of a language. Next comes the nature of communication. A thought is translated into signifiers, then transmitted to an audience who must interpret the signifiers to understand the signified. Only when these connections are made does the signifier become a sign. The speaker and the listener both must know the right word for the idea. If the signs are not created in this way, you get noise. There are many kinds of noise. The simplest is mere ignorance. Maybe you've never heard the word unchi before. Maybe you're unfamiliar with the long-eared mammal of family Leporidae, frequently and inaccurately believed to be a rodent. In either case, you wouldn't understand unchi pataukat. This is noise. When learning a new language, one must listen carefully to the noise of an unfamiliar tongue. And once these sounds and shapes become familiar, one must fight through a different kind of noise. The noise of presupposition. An old man says unchi while pointing at a small mammal with long ears eating a carrot. You now think that unchi means rabbit. And from a purely taxonomic standpoint, you'd be correct. But does rabbit only mean the creature of family Leporidae? Are they good or bad? Are they lucky or an ill omen? Are they cute little fuzzballs or are they filthy beasts that eat directly from their own rectums? Does someone from Bilbao or Guernica or Mendieta feel the same way about a rabbit that you do? You don't know. This too is noise. Tonight, dear listeners, we take a peek behind the curtain. Much of what you will hear will be noise, but listen, and soon these sounds will become signs. The speaker needs the audience to interpret. We can only send out the signal. You must wipe out the noise. This is Neon Jezebel. Tonight's special episode of Neon Jezebel is sponsored by the Silkhaven Board of Tourism. The city of Silkhaven is called the Jewel of the Atlantic, and for good reason. Located on scenic King Charles Island, gourmet chefs from around the world have made their way to Silkhaven and served their delicacies amid the city's high-rises. At Sapore Eterno, Chef David Bianchi serves up the finest delicacies straight from Rome itself. Of course, if you're looking for something closer to home, Chez Germain offers the most authentic gourmet cuisine from old New France. It's the only kitchen in the world that cooks gumbo right next to Tortier. 
And don't miss the street food either. Silkhaven is the only place on the globe where you can get an authentic Coney Island Red Hot just 15 paces away from the best poutine you've ever tasted. After lunch, get a souvenir photo from the Atlantic Beacon Tower, the tallest building in the world at a soaring 85 floors. I've been there myself, and boy is it really something. And those souvenir photos are nothing to sneeze at. The Atlantic Beacon offers a residency to talented photographers every year. This year, it's Edward Steichen. You may not know the name, but you'll never forget the photos. Make a reservation ahead of time to get your portrait taken by Mr. Steichen with beautiful St. Lawrence Bay in the background. Speaking of St. Lawrence Bay, there is fun for the whole family along the shores of King Charles Island. Father can get in some real North Atlantic fishing. Wouldn't that be a story to tell? The children can enjoy the sandy beaches, patrolled regularly by trained swimmers, and cleaned daily by the ladies of the Silkhaven Auxiliary. Mother can rest knowing the little ones are 100% safe and get a little shopping done. Thanks to Silkhaven's shared sovereignty between Canada and the American Federation, there are deals aplenty in the beachside shops. At night, you can enjoy theatrical performances not seen anywhere else in the world. Visit the Ziegfeld Theatre to see what follies they're getting up to now. Right across the street is the Atlantic Jewel Theatre, where you can catch nightly shows from none other than George M. Cohen. What a treat! And if you're looking for serious drama, get tickets to see the rising star Helen Hayes in the starring role of Jean Cocteau's latest masterpiece, Antigone. During the day, nothing beats a trip to the historic estates of Old Marieville. What could be finer than picnicking in front of the house where Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette spent their exile from the French Revolution? Not just a wonder of architecture, it's a must-see for any patriot. The King Louis House is where James Madison, Gordon Drummond, and King James III signed the 1812 Acts of Secession, making it the birthplace of both Canada and the American Federation of States. Whatever your taste in vacation, Silkhaven has something for you. That's Silkhaven, King Charles Island. Schedule your trip today. And now we begin this special episode of Neon Jezebel. Under the street lamp, in a lone pool of light, a woman stands waiting. The nearby phone booth is dark, and the night air is sweet. No reason to wait there. This woman, in her dark-rimmed glasses and pinned-up hair, does not belong here. The night is not her friend, but it is not her enemy either. It knows better than that. The phone rings, and her heels click against the pavement. She picks up the receiver and listens for a long time. She writes nothing, though there is a pencil in her hand. She doesn't need to write, only remember, and she remembers everything. This is her function. When the call ends, she walks into the night. The shadows hold back their secrets, lest she go to war with them. In time, she comes to a house. She enters without knocking. The family inside do not acknowledge her. Like the darkness, they know better. Grandma continues her knitting while the children work very hard not to turn and look at the sounds of high-heeled shoes against hardwood floors. In the kitchen, Mother continues to stitch small metal plates into the lining of a suit. The sink is full, and Father holds a stopwatch in one hand as he plunges his face into the water. 
the woman ignores all of this. She opens a door under the stairs and descends into a cloakroom, where she hangs her hat on a talon-shaped hook of polished brass. The door opens into a hallway. She goes to the second door on the left and walks into an office. There is a wide desk with a typewriter in the center. The back wall is lined by pneumatic tubes, making the desk look like some kind of modernist organ. As the woman situates herself, a girl knocks and enters. The woman asks for tea. The girl informs her that there is still some cake. The woman will have some. She unpins her hair and begins to type. From the desk of the Chamberlain of the Rose and Chain. Dear Mr. Walker, we have received your report. Thank you for keeping us apprised of your activities. At this time, the elders request only that you travel no further afield. At present, your absence from Silk Haven is tenable. Should your presence be required, arrangements can be made to transport you back home within 48 hours. Prayer to one, your sister will be granted full library privileges in regards to all persons and institutions mentioned in your letter. The men who know things are already compiling information on Rosamund Syme, Della Kane, and Lucian Gabriel. Enclosed you will find a card with the contact information of our Vigilance Committee office in Montreal. They are the nearest resources we have for you. If you require intervention, contact them directly and immediately. They will coordinate with us by secure channels. Be aware, a vigilante will not be able to reach Lake Placid in less than 12 hours from time of dispatch. With your situation in mind, we are indefinitely stationing two vigilantes on the American side of Montreal. The elders would also like to take this opportunity to brief you on developments with the same moon operation. Your sister is being briefed by liaison. We have come to believe that St. Moon's primary motivation in pursuing the current distribution agreement with the Walker Corporation is to appease certain elements within the Canadian government. The issue of what they call reciprocity has been a fraught one for some time. The Liberals have long sought to expand their grain sales into the American market, while Conservatives fear that free trade with America will essentially funnel money out of Canada and into the FSA. These concerns have made it difficult for Saint-Moon to bid on Canadian contracts. Recently, we have learned that there is a particular contract that Saint-Moon is pursuing. The current opposition party has a new leader, one Mr. King. He has proven popular and the Unionist government is looking for a feather to add to their cap before next year's election. Prime Minister Borden has a long history of opposing reciprocity but the opposition party's policy on tariffs means that the unionists need an economic expansion in order to maintain power. To that end, a project has been proposed, which would relocate the Indian population of King Charles Island to nearby Anticosi Island. This would allow for further development of the Canadian side of the island and could, in theory, increase the Canadian stake in Silk Haven. The shared sovereignty of the port has been a major sticking point in reciprocity discussions. If the Unionist governments can get the project underway before the elections, it will weaken the economic platform of the Liberals. 
For this reason, Mr. King has put several demands on the project, demands that have thus far prevented the proposal from passing in the Parliament. The largest of these demands is welfare support for the displaced Indians. At the moment, Anticosti Island has no agrarian infrastructure. It will take years for the Indians to be self-sufficient. Some have even claimed that the island is too inhospitable for self-sufficiency to ever be achieved. The Liberals are planning to enact broad welfare programs should they win next year's election. This means that, if the migrant support comes from the Treasury, the Liberals can claim the project as a win for their party. Gordon is, therefore, looking for private companies to contract with the government to provide ongoing welfare to anti-costly migrants. As you can imagine, it's a hard sell. Simon has expressed interest in the plan, but Borden's government is hesitant to contract with an American company. Such a move could be seen as a violation of their own anti-reciprocity policy. The Walker Corporation, however, has a long-standing reputation for maintaining the delicate balance between American and Canadian interests. Having a distribution agreement with your family's company could be what Simon needs to allay unionist fears. As for why St. Moon wants to spend the next several years shipping free food to Canadian Indians, we believe that is directly tied to the ostensible vaccine project. Given the Canadian government's past with the Indians, we can expect there to be very little oversight of St. Moon's work with the anti-costly migrants. If the vaccine project is what we suspect it is, the relocated Indians will be an ideal testing ground. These developments make our plans to infiltrate St. Moon all the more urgent. We need to discover the true nature of the vaccine project before the Canadian government can begin the relocation. With this in mind, the elders may insist that you return to Silk Haven soon, regardless of the well-being of Miss Syme. Thus far, your sister's leadership has proven sufficient. However, if there are any delays or renegotiations with the contract, we believe that your presence will increase St. Moon's confidence in the deal. Naturally, we hope that no such problems arise. We simply want you to be aware that you may have duties back home sooner than expected. The elders wish you the best of luck in your current endeavor and repeat that Montreal Vigilance Committee is at your disposal. Novissimi primi e primi novissimi. Sign the Chamberlain of the Rosen Chain. Neon Jezebel is written and performed by Zakari Westbrook. This episode featured the voice of Anna Ruggiero. Find us on Instagram at Neon Jezebel Podcast. If you liked this episode, be sure to give us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts or on YouTube or wherever it is that you're listening from. Thank you. <laughs>